If you're ready to build a business that brings you more wealth, gives you more time, and leaves you with more happiness, then this podcast is for you. Dan Olson has helped thousands of people find business success through the best franchising opportunities. If you're looking for insider business tips and advice from a franchise and business expert, then we have exactly what you need on Built for Scale with Dan Olson. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Franchise Your Success, and we have Coach Dan. How are you doing, Coach? Oh, I'm a magnificent today, as usual, and it's I'm even more magnificent that I get to be here with all these wonderful people today. <laughs> Amazing, and we are so glad to have you as well, uh, because we feel like we're learning so much about franchises, and I feel like for being a really successful franchise owner, you need to have certain set of skills. So why don't we talk about some of the skills that you need to be successful in this business? What's the first one that you can come up with? Well, uh, I, I'm thinking of one of the, the things that you start with as a, as a franchisee is being the leader of your franchise. So you got to have that leadership and that can be taught. Mm -hmm. And when I think of leadership, I think of way, way back, George Washington. I mean, when they were struggling to, to I mean, you, you can look at the, all of the businesses in the world and you can see that their challenges and the, some of the tough things that can happen. But I don't know too many more tougher situations than George Washington when his troops were demoralized and they were they were uh, they, they were hungry and they didn't have the proper equipment and they were walking around in the snow with bare feet to be to be able to to fight for the independence of this this country. And many people like that early on have sacrificed. But I just think of him as a leader. He was right in there with his men. So I mean, the, the story is told about him when they were trying to. To, to get a wagon out of the mud, the mire, mired down, and they're trying to pull it out in this muddy situation, and the men were pushing and pushing, and they couldn't quite do it. George, George Washington, rather than just saying, you know, get it done, he jumps in, gets his boots all muddy, and he pushes it himself. He mm. puts his shoulder into it, and he pu helps push it out. And so he led the men, he helped support the men, he helped support the cause. So when you get into a franchise situation, one of the important things you got to remember is you're the brand champion. You've selected that franchise for a reason. And once you've gone through your due diligence and carefully selected that, feel good about it and you move forward, then you, you now need to be that brand champion and you need to, to show the rest of the employees and the team that you're working with that you're a true leader and that you can jump in where is needed and, uh, and not be afraid to uh, to go out and wipe down a table, for example. If 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 there's a busy time and you happen to be in in your uh, food quick service restaurant, and you see that there's glasses and plates and things left on a table, or whatever, and employees are busy helping other other uh, patrons, go back and clean it off. Show the example of what needs to be done. So you lead by example in these businesses, and that's one of the big top things that we look for in a potential franchise owner and the things that you also would be willing to, to do as a franchisee. Plus, I feel like it also generates such a great culture in the franchise that you have, because I feel like all the other employees that you have in your team, they are going to be able to see that example and say, this is a true owner mm -hmm. and a true leader. I really want to work for this guy. Right. Um, and we also talked about like having a team. So I feel like also for being a franchise owner, you need to be a team player. What can you tell us about that? Well, that's that's essential because when you look at 
and that's one of the things we look at, look for when we before we will grant a franchise owner uh, or a potential franchise owner that franchise is we look to see if they can be as a team and we grade that we actually look at that as they're moving forward and, and considering uh, the business we can kind of tell that so being a team player though when they when uh, they if they can show that culture within their culture that they are a team player with a franchisor then it helps the franchisees adapt easier to uh, the changes and things that, that can happen. So that the, as the, to the degree as a franchise owner that you can be a team player and offer that to your franchisees, the, the, the higher success rate you have. For example, I had, I had a friend who, uh, actually two different examples. One of them just expected to jump in the franchise and he was going to be the, the king. And no one could tell him what to do. And he could just jump in there and he, he's used to being that personality where he could tell everybody what to do. And it was his word no matter what. Uh, and he had to follow it. And so the employees obviously didn't, weren't too happy with that. And they kept leaving him and leaving and leaving. He wondered why he wasn't as successful as the other guy on the other side of town who listened to his employees and listened to the franchisor even perhaps even more important because as the new fr the franchisor comes out with new programs, new ways of doing things that are working throughout the country, they communicate those. You got to be willing to uh, play as a team and call the plays. And of course, many of you have been in sports and that's also a great analogy. If you're on the football field and a certain play is called uh, by the franchisor in this case, or and this is the game that you're playing, they call the play because it works you got to be willing to to follow that, and as you follow that and and use that play uh, and execute it to your best of your ability with the other members of the team, chances are you're going to have a better result. That's great, and yeah, and I love it how you mentioned that you have to be able to follow the plan. That's such a great characteristic that I feel like it's necessary when you are starting your franchise. There is already a plan, so you need to be able to follow that plan. Have you seen any stories on like um, when people just didn't follow the plan and things didn't go as expected? Well, yeah, it starts uh, the, the system. We call uh, obviously we call it follow the system, and we grade people before they come on board how well they follow the system. So, and, and I've talked a little bit about this before. Is there are some people who are uh, on this end of the spectrum are pure, pure entrepreneurial creative, and they want to be able to create and, and be and do their own thing. So on that end of the spectrum, the entrepreneur probably is not the best franchise candidate, pure for sometimes for, for this. They can be, but like, for example, I had a guy I was interviewing one time to, to buy a franchise. And I sat down with him and I was at that time, we didn't have the you know, instead of showing it on a PowerPoint, I actually had a book and I opened oh. my book up <laughs> and I was flipping through the pages and I was showing them how this franchise worked. And here's how this worked. And here's how the marketing worked, for example. And then he says, well, you know, I go do it this way. I'm going to go over here and I'm going to do this. And maybe it wasn't a bad idea, but it wasn't. I knew the franchisor would not appreciate that. And then I flipped to the next page and I said, this is how we hire employees and this is the way we pay them. Went, oh, we know I would go do it this way and I would hire, pay him this much. And then we flipped to the next page and here's how we do the training. And he said, well, you know, I, you know, I can train him myself because I'm, I'm a good trainer on and on and on. And so I finally just, I closed up my book. I said, you know what, man, you got some great talent and creative ideas as an entrepreneur. You've run successful businesses and everything. 
perhaps that's the best way for you to go is maybe just go set up your own business in addition to the one you already have. And, and because it doesn't look like this is the thing for you because you want to change everything you want to, but you need to be, uh, you need to be able to follow this system. And he said, okay, you know, I appreciate that. Yeah, I think I will. I'll go do create my own thing. <laughs> so we look for someone that wants to follow the system. But if you look at the middle of the spectrum, that's most of the people. Most of the population wants that support. They want to have a step-by-step -step process. And you can call it anything you want, a formula for success, blueprint for success, uh, or a process, uh, a program. I mean, step-by-step -step is already defined for you. And so you as a franchisee, potential franchisee, you'll want to look and see what that step-by-step -step process is and see if you feel comfortable in following that step-by-step. -step. If you don't, go to the next franchise or go start your own business because that's the critical piece of the business. There's a reason why it's succeeded. Now, fortunately, early on with the emerging type franchises, their processes have been defined. There's a step-by-step -step process but there's a little bit more leeway to change things. And so maybe it's not quite as precise as a franchise that already has a thousand locations out there. Mm -hmm. So the more locations they have, the more precise that system is, and the more likely you're going to have to follow that exact same system. But the younger the franchise and the fewer locations they have, there's usually a little bit more leeway. And so those are the ones, if you're a little bit more entre entrepreneurial, you want to jump into maybe, uh, some of those that have the systems that are not quite as defined. They're defined, they work, that's why they are a franchise, but they're not as far down the road and there is a little bit of room. Of course, we saw in the pandemic, uh, great examples of, of franchise companies and franchisees um, that redefined the system a little bit and brought new ways of marketing and new systems and innovations into the franchise company by testing them in their area. In fact, you go way, way back and you look at McDonald's, the Big Mac, I mean, it's on every menu now, mm -hmm. but it was created by a franchisee. Oh. And it was created by someone who was allowed to test it in their location. It worked out well. They brought it to the rest of the company and it's now a standard thing on their, on their menu. And of course, a lot of different things that have got on their menu as well as other franchise menus have been tested in their testing laboratories or in the franchise locations, which where it's most effectively tested. So That's great. The, the idea of following the system is credit created. And what I like to use as the acronym for system is save yourself time, energy, and money. <laughs> system. It spells out system if you look at the, the acronym of those, those names, but that's what it does. It's a shortcut for success. So why wouldn't you want to follow that? For sure. It's like a plan for you to uh, be able to grow your business even faster than right. what you could do. But at the same time, having the opportunity of being in a smaller franchise, it also gives you that creative opportunity. Let's say this one new product that I want to try and also suggest to the franchisor. You can also do that. That's really great that it gives you that flexibility. And I feel like also that brings me to our next characteristic that you need to have for being successful into franchises, which is adaptability. Because mm. not only... Um, you have to follow the system, but also this system could change and you have to be able to incorporate all of those new changes into your franchise. Um, what are some examples that you have seen about adaptability uh, in this business? Yeah, so that's another, th thank you for that. That's a, that's a good observation. And, and when we look at potential franchise candidates to, to join a franchise system, um, 
notice I called it a franchise system because it is that's what they, that's the term. It is mm-hmm. a system. When we look for those people, we look for that uh, ability to adapt. We look for that ability to not only follow but uh, but have some faith and belief what the what the franchisor is saying is it will work. For for example. Um, you got to change with the times and you have to add sometimes revenue sources. When I started with a massage clinic, all they did was do a membership and you had one free massage per month. Oh. That was pretty much it. And they had a little bit of variance with the massages or time or whatever. But then the franchisees uh, that adapted and added these changes, for example, hot stone massages and then facials and even stretching, increased their revenue significantly and mm-hmm. kept their their clients on board for a much longer period of time because there were more things, more services that they adapted to and added to their uh, added to their franchise. In other words, they didn't fight against the franchisor because they could adapt them um, with, with pretty much ease. They didn't have to really go out and get new employees because those employees could still do a lot of the same things except for maybe the facials part of it. But they didn't have to adapt too much to do that. But the... Uh, the adaptability of, of a franchise company is significant because you have to change with the times. So look at the pandemic. You have to adapt. You have to innovate and you have to bring in new programs and abilities, especially when we went through the pandemic with the food businesses. We had to, we had to change the way we delivered that product because not everybody was going to get in their car and come over and pick up the food anymore. And so you had to have the ability to deliver with, through, through Uber Eats or whatever you used to get that food to the people wanted to order it. And fortunately, um, a lot of those businesses survived that adapted to the times. So not only at the franchisor level, but at the franchisee level. But they, they got to be willing to follow what that franchisor is saying. Now, that might be one of the challenges that a potential franchisee might have is you want to look at is how likely is that franchise or the head office going to change the look. They may come and change the brand. They may change the signs. They may change the out, the look of the whole business. And so that's one of the things I would not caution, but just kind of be aware of, of how often they're going to require you to change the look and adapt to the different things. It doesn't happen to be that happen that often. Then they also want to give you enough time to do it. So when they come out with a new look, they got to give you some time um, to do that. And so th- that's one of the adaptability things you want to look at in the agreement when you acquire a franchise is how strict are they in enforcing you to adapt to their new look and the new sign. They, they need to give you some flexibility in that. And they probably mentioned what the deadline would be for you once they release Correct. a change then, right? right? Would we be able to see that on the agreement as well then? Yes, it's, it's usually in there. Awesome. That's that's a really good um, help, I, I believe, for all of the, the people that are interested in buying a franchise. Um, but I also feel like another of the characteristics that a person would need for a franchise is dedication. I don't think that you can just mm-hmm. leave your franchise grow by itself. Yes. What are some of the examples that you have seen with them? So, yeah, that commitment is, uh, is essential. As I mentioned before, you don't want to get into a franchise situation unless you feel good about it and you feel that you can be a brand champion. Uh, I told the story of a friend of mine I just spoke to uh, this morning that actually uh, denied 
a business opportunity because he didn't feel good about it. And he knew he would make a lot of money on it, but he's, he's looking at the alternative, which he does feel good about it. There's less money in it for him, but he wants to, to, to do that because then he can be that brand champion and be complete, completely committed to that. Now, when you look at the different business models out there, if you go start your own business, what's your chance of success? I mean, Marge, you've seen probably some of those statistics. They're, they're not very high, maybe 20%. Yeah, they probably open up for a few months and then... Yeah, or even close. if a couple of years and just can't quite hang on, there's a 20% success rate with starting your own business. That's the statistics out there. Where a franchise is 80 to 90% success rate. So that's one of the reasons why you get into a franchise. But there's going to be a little bit more of a commitment and a little bit more guidance on how to follow that, that proven system. But making that commitment is essential. So why do you think... Uh, other low startup cost businesses come and go is because there's not a commitment there. There's not a dedication there. There's no feeling that they can, su can succeed. But with a franchise, once you've done your due diligence and you're qualified and you make the, the, the step forward to, to move forward with that franchise, you've made your commitment. You're dedicated and you better keep that dedication. Otherwise, it could fail on you. The reason why a franchise, one of the the total reason, but one of the reasons why there's a higher success rate of 80 to 90% is because the franchisees are committed and dedicated to that brand because they've ferreted it out, they understand it, they like it, they move forward, they've invested all that money. So you better believe they're going to be more attentive to the systems and the programs that they've already uh, proven can work. So there's all that dedication there because they've committed to make that that sizable investment and the time to it. And then you've, they've got the system to follow and they've got the support behind them be, with the franchisor. Plus, I feel like once you get to know more about the franchise and the process, you get to believe in the brand itself. Mm -hmm. And I feel like uh, having that faith is also another characteristic that you would need in case of um, getting a franchise. Especially, I feel like uh, when you get to know more about a company, if you are not in love with that company, that's not the way to go. You yeah. should probably be looking for another company at that point. At that point, yes, you got to have that ability to do that. But you know, one of the other things we look for in potential franchise candidates that needs to happen is the ability to deal well with people. Hmm. And I've used that example before in, in helping to build the culture. If you're dealing well with your employees or even your franchisees, if you're a master franchisee, if you're dealing properly with them, treating them with respect, uh, treating them with the idea that they've invested a lot of time and money into this and they need to be treated that way. That goes far in building the culture, but sometimes we have to look inside of ourselves and know who we are and how we treat people because it's that little person that we treat when we don't have to treat them well. If we still keep that standard and we treat everybody as well as we can, and chances are we have a much better chance of treating our employees and our customers and our franchisees and, and even the franchisor on a higher level. So sometimes we think about treating people properly, just the people below us, like the employees, customers, and that type of thing uh, with our franchise company, with our franchise. But we also need to remember to treat the franchisor who created the whole thing, who's supporting us with respect too. So if we're treating them improperly, it's going to be sooner or later, they're just going to not have the same attitude toward you as a franchisee and maybe not give you the best support that they could. Because 
you don't have the atti same attitude you have when you came on board with them. So treating people at a very high level and standard is critical. And of course, that's one of the things that the franchisor will gauge those potential new franchisees on is they'll see how they're treated along a step-by-step -step process in qualifying for the franchise. And you should do the same thing uh, when you're uh, gauging whether or not you want to get into that franchise or not, is how they treat you. But also see how they treat other franchisees and their customers. That's something that is essential when before you invest into a franchise. Well, that's great. And I feel like now we feel like we have the five skills to truly be successful in a franchise. It, it's all mindset. I feel like when you want to be successful in anything, you just have to have the right set of skills so you can truly achieve what you want to accomplish with your business. Thank you so much again, Dan, for sharing all of this awesome set of skills. And we're going to be working on them really hard so we can be successful in our next franchise. Awesome. Thank you so much again. Oh, and thank you to all our audience. And we're going to be talking on our next episode about the five reasons why people fail in a franchise.